Well, Lorraine, once again, threatening another weekend of football here in Queensland. We've got plenty of football underway anyway. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Scott. How are you? I'm good. It was an interesting weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. The weather again uh, is raising sort of its ugly head and sort of trying to sort of disrupt as much as it can in the local competitions at the moment. But um, it does set up for some intriguing last few weeks with a few teams that are going to have to, you know, get used to playing, you know, three games in seven days to, to play out this season. So we'll get to that shortly. But who would have thought that three of the grounds which typically get washed out quite early with weather, Spencer Park, Perry Park and Heath Park will be the three grounds over the weekend to survive the weather. Who would have thought? Yeah, um, like I said, I think that, was, uh, that might have been a bit gift from the gods. That, as far as uh, the the weather goes, um, yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't believe that after the weather we had. Um, I was I was down the Gold Coast for for uh, most of the weekend, and um, after the weather we had, I'm I was shocked that Spencer Park had hardly had any rain. So, so yeah, and uh, same with same with Heath Park. So, so yeah, it's uh, so yeah, it's uh, it was, but it's good to see that we've got so we've got some football underway. We certainly needed to, given the amount of games that we've played in a, short, in a short period of time, as you mentioned. We'll start off at Spencer Park, since we're talking about the weather. Brisbane City 5, Kapalabar 1. This was a massive result for Brisbane City in the context of their season. We know that they were sitting equal bottom of the table. They're now three points clear of that. It was a 5-1 win. As I mentioned, two goals for Alex Simmons. Reese Gray from fullback getting a goal, along with Kai Bolton, Marquez Walters. A late consolation goal for Rio Ono in stoppage time in the second half. And... This game, Adam, was won after about 20 to 25 minutes when when Brisbane City scored a couple of goals back-to-back. They could have had three before that. They were absolutely all over Capalaba. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah that, um, they even scored... Well, there was a, um, a, a weather delay because of sort of lightning in the area about 32 minutes, and as soon as the resumption back, Capalaba, uh, I should say Capalaba conceded. And uh, I think this result pretty much um, gives Brisbane City one foot into survival. Um, this is a big result. Uh, Capalaba... Uh, despite not travelling very well themselves, you would have thought that maybe that they could have um, they could have uh, got a point, maybe if, if not won this game. But uh, yeah, resounding result for Brisbane City. I think it might be enough to um, to give them the necessary points uh, to, to to survive. I did say that the first team between them and Redlands, who could actually you know notch some points, would probably survive. And I think this is a big step forward uh, for them. Although Redlands were um, washed out. We might talk about the relegation belt in a few minutes, but you did point out they did score right after that lightning break. So there was three goals in about 20 minutes of real time, but about three minutes of actual game time because there was a 15-minute delay. Obviously, there was lightning in the area, so the referees took full caution, as you expect them to do, and they scored the three goals in the four minutes there, and they ended up getting five. But, Adam, this could have been six, seven, eight if, if Brisbane City had had their shooting boots on. Yeah, look, I think it's the one thing that fundamentally they need to fix. Um, you know, if, if they do, if they do in fact survive and sort of go look at head to the 2021 campaign, um, yeah, they they and this is not just you know from the game yesterday, but it's been you know almost a trait all season that they they have really sort of you know pushed a number of sides um, this season. But the the one thing that's been missing is that shooting finish. Um, is you know, is that cutting edge? And even though they, yes, they did score five goals. Um, I certainly don't think that that solves their problems. I think they really need to sort of think about, you know, who they can get that, you know, would, you know, finish off their, their goals. Because, you know, if they can do that, then they will be much higher and they would not be in this position. Because it's dropped points because of uh, missed opportunities, a season, you know, in, in this much trouble. Absolutely. I mean, just the, the four goals score, the four goal scores a big fun they did have there. All of them came through the academy. So perhaps there are some more players in there. We know it's a great... Academy at Brisbane City that they've got there. Maybe they can find a couple more goals yep. from that. But now we'll hear from the from their recently signed defender Tyson Martin. 
All right, Tyson, huge win for you guys. How massive is these three points? It was a whole week we've been preparing for such a big game. We knew what was at stake, obviously, in the position we are in for such a big club like ourselves was... It was a shock for everyone, not only for ourselves, but all the supporters and all the board members were just as well as us. We just couldn't believe the position we were in. So then coming into the game today, we knew it was three points was a must. Like there was no question about it. And to put on the display we did and to put, what, five goals past Kapalaba. Disappointing to concede one so late on, but yeah, to put five goals past Kapalaba, it's a good statement. You guys just seemed like you were really well set up. What sort of adjustments did Matt make during the week, just getting you guys ready for this game? Well, it was more just we took the pressure off because it's obviously a big game and we just took the pressure off. We said, you know, if we can get some good training sessions under our belts, we can then, you know, push on for this week. And we knew that we beat them last time, but it was, wasn't a very convincing win and we didn't perform as well as we did. But today it all just seemed to piece together like we did back early on in the season. We were just really good and we could play out well, compose on the ball. And then once we broke that initial press, today we showed that clinical edge that we had been lacking for the past few weeks and we put five goals past them, which is always good. And look, I know you don't want to single out any teammates, but Kai Bolton, I thought he was phenomenal for you guys today as well. Got, a, got himself a brace? Yeah, he deserved it. He worked hard in the midfield and not only on the ball, off the ball as well. He puts a lot of hard work in and not many people notice it and he did really well and cheeky little finish as well for him. But yeah. <laughs> Audacious, Chip. Yeah, it was very audacious, but we know he's the type of player that has that in his locker and he's always showing us in training. You know, he's always got that little bit of finesse about him, so it was good to see. And, of course, you guys like got the 2-0 lead, and then there was a lightning delay. What was going through your minds there? Yeah, well, we wanted just to keep playing because we just scored two goals. We were on top of the game, but we just went into the gym. You know, everyone stayed on their feet. We did a bit of cycling, kept the ball up, just trying to stay warm and ready to come back out and pick up where we left off because we were dominating that half. And when it stopped, it was a bit disappointing because we wanted to just push on after scoring two. But, yeah, it was good. And obviously, it did get a little bit heated, these relegation battles, a lot of tension going on there. How important was it for you guys to just keep your composure there? Oh, massive. It was so important because, you know, if we have a man sent off or anything, the whole game changes. And at the time, it was only 2-0, I believe. So, yeah, 2-0. So if Let's we say that. Yeah. <laughs> so then if we get someone sent off, you know, and they score one, the game's blown back open. So, yeah, there's definitely heating up for everyone because there's, what, four teams that are... You know, yeah. down there, it's a big, big week's coming up because we got Morton Bay, Morton and, Bay Olympic. and Olympic. Yeah, two big games. Obviously, we feel as though we're going to take a lot of confidence out of this performance. We want to push on and get some results next week and the week after just to, you know, secure it so we're not, you know, leaving it up to chance. Well, it was a huge three points for you. Thank you so much for taking the time tonight. And I want to say, man of the match. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And, yeah, thanks for having me. That's what Brisbane City defender Tyson Martin had to say after the game. Yes, we're talking to James. So once again, thank you to James and the club for talk, talking to us and conducting those interviews on our behalf when we're not able to get there. Adam, we'll move on to the rest of the weekend's fixtures. And the league leader, Peninsula Power, once again, they've they've done things the hard way, haven't they? Four goals to over the Brisbane strikers. Goals from Dane Clark, Josh Woolley, Andy Pengelly on his much, much looked forward to return to Perry Park and Chris Janteski later on. Four goals for Peninsula Power. Reese. Palmer and Reese Palmer and Chris Maher, Ricky Pardon, scored the goals for the strikers, and this was one of these games where it was, it it could have been a game that went both ways, because they were down two goals to one potential power at halftime, and they ended up running over the strikers, but that was not a guarantee. Yeah, no, look, um, the fact that they lead the table, but they 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 keep on finding a way. Um, yeah, like I said, 
with, with, with it, sort of with everything on the line because even even they even though they're they you know on top they they had you know a clear margin over Olympic they still have to win their final games to, to be you know to be to have a shot at being at being premiers so to be down two one and to to find a way again uh, Daniel Clark with the uh, equaliser you know again which he got the he, he last week he got the uh, winning goal for for power that kept him in it uh, so so yeah and then um but Andy Pangeli as well so he getting on the score sheet um he had to didn't I, he? Yeah, yeah, and he, he's obviously um, chipping away, scoring, you know, scoring, you know, almost every game at the moment. So, so yeah, so he, so yeah, so it's again, it's it's important for them to keep on winning. But yeah, I don't think I don't think at the moment they're going to be lulled any false security to security that um, that they're going to uh, to get easy in the final week. So they do play Capalabar on Friday night. Um, but again, like I said, uh, you want to hope that they come out all guns blazing and put them away very early for their for their sake, but yeah, you know, the way at the moment they they seem to be giving uh, their oppo- their opponents opportunities. Absolutely, it was well taken penalty from Andy Pengale to get on the score sheet. That was the second penalty of the day actually for Peninsula Power because Tom Strickland had one save, which was then turned home by Dan Clark for the opening goal of the game. We'll run through some of the other results now over the weekend. Lions FC they they have had a two 0 win on Friday night over Sunshine Coast Wanderers up there. Joe Duckworth and Henry Hoare on the score sheet. Also, Friday night, Gold Coast Knights 3-0 against Brisbane Royal Academy in a away game down there at Crow, given the raw play there. Games at travelling venues at the moment. Two goals for Harry Sawyer, Nick Panetta on the score. There's also a couple of former Royal Academy graduates coming back to haunt their old side. And the other game played last night, Adam, was Eastern Suburbs 2, Morton Bay United 1. And it was a late goal from Abraham Yango that won the points for Eastern. And it's another spectacular goal from him as well. Yeah, no, we, we sort of we get that from Abraham Yango, you know, like so he can he can score he can score a goal and you know and for it to be a winning goal as well, I think that'll give him great confidence. Um like East look like that. Well obviously they've they're now safe, you know, to for next season. So I think there was a few anxious moments at Eve Park, but um yeah, those, those three points, you know, will all by sure MPL football next season. But just uh, going back to the uh some Raw v Gold Coast Knights game, that was a bit of um scheduling genius. I'm um, getting that game on Friday night. So I can tell you what that game was not happening on Saturday night. Um, like I said, I, I, I was, I was about, you know, 10, 15 Ks away from Carrara and there would be no way in buggery that game would have been played Saturday night. So, so yeah, so great. It's good that they got that, that, uh, game, game through. I see. It was a great scheduling of that game. And the one game was watched out over the week and that was Redlands United v Gold Coast United to be caught up in the next couple of weeks. You imagine they look at the table now, Adam Peninsula Power, as we mentioned, they are top of the table on 52 points. They're six points clear of Olympic FC on 46 points. Olympic also on 46. They have a game in hand to be played, so they may well close the gap coming up. Gold Coast Knights, they are fourth on 42 points. And then their win on Friday night, Adam, that actually secured their guaranteed spot into the finals. We all expect it to be anyway, but they're now, they're now 14 points clear of Morton Bay, who are on 28 points after 21 games played. So they're in fifth. Brisbane Royal stay fifth on 27 Brisbane Strikers stay sixth on... No, so Morton Bay are fifth, Brisbane Royal sixth, Brisbane Strikers are seventh. I beg your pardon, on 25 points. East are up to eighth on 23. Sunshine Coast are on 22 points from, from 21 games played in ninth. Gold Coast United, they're on 21 points from after 20 games. Capalabar, they are 20 points from 21 games played. Brisbane team we talked about, they're on 19 points from 22. And Redlands inactive this weekend remain on the bottom of the table on 16 points. So... We've talked about being a race in two, Adam, but the way Capalabar played the other day for the relegation spot, they're by no means safe if Redlands can start picking up points in these last three games. We'll go through some of the games we've played 
in a moment, but Capella are by no means safe. Yeah, no, it's war- worrying sort of, you know, ends the season for them. Um, I said, beaten 5-1. By you know, by Brisbane City, who you know, sort of down the bottom with them. So, so yeah, look, uh, yeah, it's they they do have a just looking at the the run home. Um, yeah, look, they're not going to. It's unlikely that they'll be Peninsula Power or uh, Gold Coast Knights in the final game of the season. They do play East, so that might be that might be their only chance to sort of at least you know get get a few more points just to just to sort of keep at bay. But uh, similarly for. Um, Redlands and Brisbane City, their their um, draws are not much easier themselves. So so yeah, so they they may they may be counting themselves safe, but you know just in case they want to maybe pick up one more you know one more win just to be just to be certain. So we'll go through those games now briefly. But I to Brisbane City, they're on 19 points. They have two games to play away to Morton Bay United and away to Olympic. So certainly a very difficult trip there in the final round of the season. Redlands for their part, they have Brisbane Strikers away to be played midweek. We'll get to those games to be played in a minute. Gold Coast United at home and Brisbane Raw at home. So that's their games to be played. They're, they're inactive on the final weekend of the season as well. They have Dubai for the final week. So that's a difficult thing for them to overcome. And you mentioned Capalabar. They've got Peninsula Power at home, East at home, and Gold Coast Knights away. So that's a very difficult run. You'd have to say of those three runs, you probably prefer what Redlands have, don't you, in terms of the games that they have in front of them. But they've also got much more work to do just to, to survive. So it's a difficult balance. It is, um, it, yeah. It's, it's not impossible for Redlands. I said Gold Coast United at home, who are now who are now all but safe. Um, they, they are sitting in tenth on the ladder, but like I said, with with a number of games in hand, you'd expect them to to, to get the sufficient amount of points. But that again, that's a tricky a tricky little game for um, for Gold Coast United to, especially if Redlands are desperate to try and you know, stay stay in it. Um, and like I said with Brisbane Raw, yeah, you just look on, on form at the moment. You'd say that they. Uh, that they'll struggle to pick up anything. But then again, Redlands did beat Brisbane Raw at, at Logan early in the season. So, look, six points. Um, even, look, you just never know. But, um, yeah, I think, I think yeah, they, get, they, get, they may get nothing or they could actually, at home, they might pick up you know, the points necessary. So, it's a, they've got plenty to play for. It's certainly I wouldn't give up if I was um, a Redlands supporter. Absolutely. In Gold Coast, you know, they do have the most games to play in the league. They have four games remaining. So they've got, they might be five points above the relegation zone, but they've got more games in hand than anybody else to move clear. And I think you're right. They're probably safe. A very quick look at the top goal scorer, Jory Duckworth of Lions, now four goals clear at the top of that particular table. He's got 19 goals. Daniel Leck and Jason McQuarrie are tied on 15. That's the top three. So at the moment, you'd say, say Joe Duckworth's got that yeah. in currently control. Now look at some of the midweek games, Adam, because there are a couple to be played. This week, coming from the round a week ago, which was rained out. On Monday, you've got Olympic against Sunshine Coast Wanderers. There is On Tuesday, Strikers and Redlands, East Gold Coast. And on Wednesday, Morton Bay and Gold Coast United. So that game on Monday, and this is a massive fixture. This is a game that Olympic, if they do, if they are still looking at the potential of winning the premiership this year, this is a game that they have no, there's no debate. They have to win the game. Yep, must win for Olympic. Um, they drop points. They drop points to Sunshine Coast Wanderers on Monday night, and and uh, Peninsula Power playing for the title on Friday night against Palabars. So, yeah, even, even though it's a game that they should win, um, and Sunshine Coast are not great on the road. However, any slip up and exact and that's and that's going to be the consequence is that basically uh, Peninsula Power won't even won't even need to so worry about you know playing Lions in the final round because they would have wrapped up the title beforehand. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a big week actually for Olympic because they also play Lions, to your point, on Saturday night. 
out there at Richlands, and that's another game they're going to have to win yeah. as well. So they've got to win both of these games to stay firmly in the hunt. We know that Lions is a very difficult place to go for any team, but particularly for Olympia. It hasn't quite worked out for them at Richlands in the last couple of years. Yeah, that's right. Um, exactly. You don't you don't want to be relying on, on you know, hoping... For for Olympic, you know, yeah, it's a case of um, yeah, they need to they need to beat uh, Lions and hope that Lions turn around the following week and go to AJ Kelly and beat Pinchel Power. So it's gonna it's gonna be tough for them. But you know, like I said, all they can do is the old cliche: at one game at a time. And it starts tomorrow night um, and picking up maximum points against uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers. Absolutely, we'll move on now to the MPLW where there was one midweek game caught up over the. The last seven days, the gap at home over over Logan Lightning by two goals to nil. This is a result which we'll talk about the table later on with Adam. This is a result which certainly makes that fourth spot in the finals very very interesting. It does, um, and given given on form, uh, Logan seems to be sort of really struggling at the moment. Um, they're, they're winless in three. And uh, the gap, who seem to be sort of, they were also struggling. That's a win that's pretty much they're they're pretty much on the bubble as far as you know making the top four. And they've still got they've still got a chance, but it's it's going to be tough. But um, but yeah, certainly mathematically, the fourth spot is down to three teams. With uh, most teams got uh, it's two full rounds to go, but a uh, number of teams got three games. Played. We'll go through those catch-up games in just a moment, but we'll go through the one game which was played this weekend in the MPLW. There were uh, there were four games watched out. Lions, Gold Coast, the game everyone's looking forward to. That was rained out, unfortunately, along with Logan, Southwest Queensland Thunder, South Mitchelton and QAS against Morton Bay. Those four games were rained out. The one game that did happen was a really interesting game between Capalabar and East at Heath Park. It was a 2-1 win for Capalabar, who picked up a very late win in the 90, 91st minute there with a goal from Caitlin Torpy to secure the win. And it's a win which guarantees Capalabar's spot in the top four. They'll probably end up finishing third now at this point. And it just, it's a, if East had picked up a point, that could have been a very, very handy point for them then because it's they're tied, or they're tied for fourth. And this is a massive late goal, which has huge ramifications. It does. Um, very similar to what happened in the uh, game last week against, um, against yeah, between Potential Power and Raw in the MPL, that where basically the results seem to go one way and then one goal flips on its head. And yes, as you said, the Capalabar have wrapped up third place. Uh, they'll be playing finals football and it leaves it leaves basically if all results go to plan, which in the MPL is no, in MPLW is no guarantee. Uh, it basically means that it comes down to a final day showdown between Logan Lightning and East for that final spot. And that's assuming that the gap don't have something to say about that in the meantime. So, so yeah, it's, yeah, that, that result, that, that, that big, that goal by Caitlin Torpy very, very late, basically, um, it basically sealed Palbar's place and um, condemned uh, Easton Logan to a um, pretty much a eliminator on the final day of the season. So yes, we'll quickly go through the table and we'll talk about the ramifications of the games to be played. We'll go, I'll give you the brief version just because the table hasn't really changed too much. Lions and Gold Coast remain equal top of the table on 43 points, but given the game was running out, they'll have to wait for that premiership decider coming up in the next couple of weeks, whenever that is played. Capalabar, we talked about, they're on 39 points now after 18 games played. They have an eight-point gap over fifth place, Eastern Suburbs, and an 11-point gap over sixth-place gap. So they are officially secured in the finals. They might push for a top-two spot, but it's likely they'll finish in third. And the rest of the table, Adam, hasn't really changed too much, apart from, in fact, East missed their opportunity to move into fourth outplace outright ahead of Logan. So that that between Logan, East, and Gap, who are 
Logan and Easter tied on 31 points. Gaffer on 28. That's where the battle is now, isn't it, Adam? Look at the games to be played between those for those three teams. Logan Lightning, you've got Thunder at home to be played midweek. You've got Kapalabar away and Eastern Suburbs away. So that's their run-in. In the running for East, they've got two games to play. They've got, they got the QAS away and Logan at home. That's the game we're going to talk about in a moment. And then you've got the Gap, who have two games left against Gold Coast United and Kapalabar. So it probably is going to come down to that, that game on the final day of the regular season at Heath Park between East and Logan, isn't it? It is, it is but um, also as well, Kapalaba and the gap as well in third and sixth place, they're going to have a massive say uh, in what happens as well because obviously wins uh, either way or, or losses uh, could obviously alter the uh, alter sort of, you know, the script going into that final round. So you have to watch it. Even especially Gold Coast United as well, who, you know, if they, they do have, um, who was it they had? Sorry, they, uh, Gold Coast United have the gap in that in that run home, um, a win to the gap over Gold Coast United, and all of a sudden um, it puts lines back into play as far as the, the title goes. So the much hyped title cider may get changed if if the gap to trying to survive themselves um, can can get a win over over them. So yeah, this is and like given the form of MPL women's this season, you just just don't know where to look. You know, there's no way I would have thought that the gap would have beaten uh, Logan midweek. And yeah, you just can't take anything for granted. It's a matter of the sides have to show up and, you know, get the result done. And, and yeah, so while, while we think, you know, it's pretty much secure, uh, one or two Australia results and all of a sudden, yeah, it could all change on its head. So that's a, that's a watch a space sort of um, moment that. Well, you mentioned the um, title deciding game could flip on its head, and it may happen this week because there is only one catch that can be played on Tuesday night down that Coppock Family Sports Park. It's Gold Coast United against South Coast Queensland Thunder. You'd imagine that second place Gold Coast will beat 10th place Thunder, which puts them three points good at the top of the table. That changes the, the dynamic of that, that clash in a couple of weeks' time, regardless, doesn't it? It does, um, yeah, you, and you'd expect that uh, it's a that's a very tough road trip for uh, the Thunder girls. But again, they're they're capable of scoring a goal too. And if uh, if uh, Gold Coast United don't show up in the right frame of mind, that that's a game that they could you know they, they could they could drop points. So so yeah, like yeah, you expect you expect Gold Coast United to win that. But uh, I'm not saying that any certainty as well. But uh, the likelihood is that yeah, that uh, Gold Coast United will be top of the ladder come um, come the end, you know, into the next round. Absolutely. Speaking of scoring goals, Mariel Hecker leads the MPLW Golden Boot Chart on 20 goals ahead of Laney Fryer on 19. So it's very tight at the top in that competition. We'll move on to the FQPL Adam, where there was actually a full round of games played despite the weather over the weekend, and they did quite well to be able to get two games scheduled on Friday night and two on Sunday. So we'll go through those results quickly. Ipswich Knights four, Western Pride one, Rochdale Rovers four. South Side Eagles won. Wynnum Wolves 5, South United 1. And the two games played today, South West Queensland Thunder 5, Mitchelton nil, Logan Lightning 5, Sunshine Coast 1. So plenty of goals, as you expect, in the FQP every single week. We'll talk briefly about that game on Friday night, which I did watch, between Ipswich Knights and Western Pride and Adam. I've got to tell you, this was a game which was decided in the first half. Ipswich Knights were 4-0 up at the break. Two goals from Lucky Joe and two from Michael Morrow. It was a complete performance. It was like they were making a statement that we are the best team in Ipswich. That's what it looked like, the way we're doing. 
Yeah, and, and that that uh, win there by Ipswich Knights. Uh, that that's the that's a sweep the season in the Ipswich Derby, and that keeps them right in the hunt as far as finals go. And probably, I would say, most likely ended uh, Western Pride's hopes, even though mathematically they're still there. But uh, a performance like that, that would be a, that'd be a crusher. That one. So so yeah, but uh, Lucky Joe, probably my favourite player in uh, in the uh, FQPL. He scored double. He he he's a talent and. Uh, yeah, and, you know, it'd be good good to see him, you know, sort of, you know, maybe, you know, be picked up by an MPL club next season. Because, um, yeah, I, I certainly think he, he's got he's got a lot of talent and um, a very exciting player to watch. But, uh, yeah, but it looked like a very lopsided um, sort of weekend with, you know, Rochdale winning big, Winham getting back to winning ways, uh, and then Thunder and Logan pretty much matching, you know, goal for goal this afternoon. So it, there is there is a uh, big divide. And I think, I think you know, we talk about the, the whole sort of scenario you know, last week about, you know, the... The, you know, the third division opening up, and I think it's uh, it was any proof that you know you need that you know that next division to put some pressure on um, these lower teams uh, in in FQPL at the moment, which would be you know it, this this is it because like I said it, it's really a other than you know, Western Pride getting beat by their um, local rivals, yeah, the others really sort of aren't at the race at the moment. Yeah, that's very true. Look at the table now. We won't go too much on the results in the top two teams today because you expect the results of that. For those two sides, but Thunder remain on top of the table on 43 points from 19 games played. Logan are one point behind on 42 points with 17 games played. So they've got two games in hand. They've got a midweek game and the Thunder have a bye in the final round. So it's still very tight up there. But you imagine Logan will end up finishing at the top of the table. We'll have to wait and see. Mitch is now third on 30 points. And this is where it gets tight. We've got Mirror Walls, 28 points from 17 games played. Ipswich Knights, 27 points from 18 games played. Rochdale, 25 points from 17 games played and, and Western Pride on 25 points from 18 games played. So those final spots, we'll go through the actual run-in for each of them in a moment, but that's so tight between those four teams there. And you can include Mitchelton in that as well, if you like. Yeah, uh, man, they're, they're five nil loss of Thunder. That uh, doesn't bode very well for them because uh, that that would be, if all results go to plan, that would be the one semi-final matchup. It's the third in... loss of the season for Mitchelton, so it's a very rare defeat. Yeah, yeah, but um, obviously it just wasn't their day up in Toowoomba. So, and like I said, if, if it is goes does go to plan from what we think will happen with the final series, um, is that, yeah, like I said, that, that will be the one semi-final meeting up at Clyde Berghofer. So the, if there's any issues with travelling, they might want to um, sort them out because, yeah, 5-0, but again, Third, I mean, if they lost the season, it might not have been their day. But, um, but yeah, but as far as the rest of the table goes, uh, Wynnum, Wynnum, uh, Wynnum, Rochdale and Ipswich Knights, uh, that's going to be a fantastic run uh, run to the finals for that, for that fourth place. And as you said, you're right, uh, if Mitchelton don't uh, get their act together, look, there's very good chance that they may even drop out. So... So yeah, so it, it's gonna it's gonna be there's plenty of interest going after that while you know between Logan and Thunder, you expect Logan to um to to get the necessary points. So uh, they've, they've got a couple of games in hand, uh, so including including uh, Thunder's buy. So so yeah, you expect them to be um to to be promoted, but again, one uh, loss that we don't see coming, and uh, all of a sudden that's back on again. Well, why is that now? Because the sunshine. Southwest Queensland Thunder, Ricky Pardon. They got one game left. That is a home game next weekend against Southside, which is at the bottom of the table. You imagine they would probably win that game and win it comfortably. So they'll probably end the season on 46 points. For Logan, they've got three games left. They've got Rochdale away, which is a midweek game in a, in a couple of weeks' time. They've got Western Pride away and Mitchelton away. So it's three road trips there, but 
a couple of those teams we just talked about are in a bit of poor form, but all three of those teams are fighting for final spots. So those three games are not not complete layups that they'll win. They're still very tough games, but you imagine that they would get at least four points from those three games. You would think so, because if they don't get four points, they don't deserve to be champions. I uh, say, sorry, they don't deserve to be premiers. Um, and that, and I, I mean that with the most due respect. Um, but yeah, like I said, but a tricky tie against um, Rochdale, that one you can probably forgive. But yeah, they probably need to go to Briggs Road, and that's probably the game that they would set themselves to say that's where you know they 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 seal the deal. Yep. We'll we'll talk about the battle for the finals because this is also very interesting. Got Mitchell on thirty points as I mentioned. They've got two games to play. They're at Sunshine Coast next week, and they finish at home to Logan. You've got Wynnum Wolves who have who are on twenty eight points. They've got two games to play as well. They've got. Holland Park at home and Sunshine Coast away. So they've got two of the bottom four in their running. You have to say they're in a very, very good position at the moment. Ipswich Knights, they have two games. they got one game, two games to play a big part. They've got one game is missing on the sheep summaries, but they've got South Sud Eagles away in the final round. So that's a that's a nice way to finish. And you've got Rochdale, who are sixth on 25 points, who have three games to play, two of them at home. It's Logan at home, South at home, and Holland Park away. So there's plenty of games there in those three those four teams who've got games that they can win at home. So it's or games that are highly winnable. So you'd have to think it's going to be a really, really tight run in. Yeah. Just uh, you're looking at that um, for, for Rochdale, I think their hopes come down to, to uh, midweek against, um, against Logan, because you, while, while they're expected, to, you expect them to win it's their not, last not week, games. Next week, by the way. Oh, so yeah, whenever they, whenever they play, um, then they play Logan in their their, their catch up game because you'd expect them to beat South, you expect them to beat Holland Park. But the the um, interesting thing is that Wolves have also got you know you know Holland Park and Sunshine Coast in that run, so you expect them to pick up you know maximum points there. So yeah, that, that's probably the game that where they they need to you know make up that three point gap on um to on 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 Winham in, in that, and then obviously you got Ipswich that you know certainly have got a you know they've they've got some they've got Southside. Eagles in their, in their last round, so that that's a game that that should be winnable for them. So it's going to be very very tight, and I think it, that that race is still too close to call. But I think for Rochdale, they they need those three points against uh, Logan, which you know would give you know Southwest Queensland a very very big favour if they can do it. Yeah. Well, we'll go through a couple of ramifications of two midweek games we play in a moment. Firstly, Yuta Hirayama is top of the FQPL goal group chart on twelve goals, and you've got a whole bunch of players on ten. Adam Edgar and Jeb Brown from Logan. Brody Welch and Anthony Grant. Brody Welch actually scored a couple of goals today, so he's equal top. But it's going to be very tight for that top, that Golden Boots race in the FQPL. There are two catch-up games to be played. One this week is South Sydney against Holland Park Hawks at Blimba. I believe it is going to be played. So there's that game. And there's Tuesday, November 10, which this is a game which could, to your point, you talked about it's a game Rochdale may need to win. It's also a game where Logan may very well wind up securing the, the promotion place into the NPL next year. On Tuesday, November 10, it's Rochdale v. Logan. So... Of all the games to be played in the FQPL between now and the end of the season, that's the one you'd look at and think it's got the most hanging on it. Yep, that, that's a high-stakes game, that, as we just sort of talked about, that, you know, Logan, Logan um, you know, could wrap up the title, but they could also, um, but also, Rochelle could save themselves and hand uh, Southwood to Queensland the title. So, so yeah, it's it's going to be, that's a big game, that one. I think it's that's a one. Derby, that, too. Yes, uh, I don't think Logan Derby's come bigger than that. Absolutely not. There are a few midweek games to play during the week, and what's the one thing you'd look at? Is it, is it that NPL game on Monday night between Olympic and Sunshine Coastal game, which 
if it doesn't go the way Olympics way decides the title, or is there something else in the in that catch up round that is of most interest to you? Yeah, no, I think I think Olympic. I think Olympic need to win, and it'll be interesting. To see, like they they will they will no doubt um, know that, to, that they can't afford to slip up against a team that they expect to beat. Um, they're very very good at getting themselves up against you know the best teams, but it's these games here. Um, against sort of lower opposition, that they need to make sure that they they beat and beat handsomely because all because on the horizon Monday night, uh, it's, it's only a quick turnaround, and they've got to face Lions again, and that's again that's a, as equally important game. So um, they need to they need to get the, that game down tomorrow night, and they need to secure it early. They don't want to get into a dog fight with um, Sunshine Coast Wanderers, who look they have shown that they they can mix it with the tough. They they've, they've uh, they claimed Gold Coast Star uh, Night Scalp. It pretty much that that result pretty much will not only cost them a premiership, cost them a coach. So so yeah, so it's um so they 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 can be dangerous. So it's up to Olympic to show up in the right frame of mind tomorrow night, secure the result, and then quickly switch to lines on Saturday night. But it's a massive week of football in the NPL Queensland to be played over the next couple the next week. Obviously, we'll be covering plenty of it on our social media channels, Adam. Absolutely, won't we? Yeah, we will. Uh, like I said, a big. Uh, Big three tell them we're in November in uncharted territory as far as local football goes, but I think it's going to be the most exciting finish ever. Absolutely. We'll talk about more of that next, more of that next week. Adam, thanks for joining me once again. Yep, thanks, Scott. I'll talk to you all again next week.